0: Hey guys, this is Andy. In this episode, we talk about my traumatic pit bull experiences, irrational fears, and if you can imagine it, us having nothing to talk about. So come on in, shut the door, and join the conversation.
1: Okay, shut the door.
0: You know I'm a dog lover yeah animal lover in general right mm-hmm. but you also know that I have an issue with pit bulls yeah and yeah. so the history on that is um I had a dog growing up and when I was I think was I was 18 when this happened we had neighbors behind us and they had a couple pits in their backyard and they were not very nice people and they kind of it appeared that they trained their dogs to be aggressive right And, um, my mom got a call one day and she was told to come home because our dog had been attacked. He stayed in the backyard during the day when we were at work or school. And so, um, anyway, this dog apparently attacked my dog and the neighbor had said that my dog jumped the fence into his yard and their dog attacked him. But we found out from a neighbor that in fact, their dog got into our yard, attacked my dog, but then the neighbor took my dog and put it in his yard. What? To Yeah. So, anyway. Oh, my goodness. The, the neighbor put your dog back in... In his yard. In his yard. So that it would have appeared that my dog got into so his yard trespass. and got attacked. Right. Okay. So, to justify why his dog attacked my dog. Okay. <sighs> so, but we found out from neighbors that...
1: It was the other way around. Yeah.
0: yeah. And, and not only that, you know, my dog almost died. He was like, the puncture wound was really close to his colon. And if it had punctured, if it had punctured his colon, he would have died. Um, but he survived. He wasn't the same after, but he survived for a few more years, actually. But that guy was never apologetic. And he was just, he was always, in fact, the first time he met my dad... Um, they met at the backyard fence and he said, hi, my name is so-and-so. I don't remember what his name was. And my dad said, hey, I'm, I'm Bob. And the guy's exact words to my dad were every Bob I've ever met is an asshole. I'm
1: meeting your dad for the first time. Mm -hmm. That's what he
0: said. Yeah. So that was, you know, it was clear that this guy was not going to be a pleasant neighbor. And it turned out that he was not. But anyway, so that has always kind of made me a bit prejudiced against pits. pit bulls, right? Yeah, because their dogs were pits. Right, yeah. and their dog attacked my dog. Right. And it's not fair to generalize all pits, but I did, you know, I, and I wasn't like, oh, there's a pit, mm, right? whatever, right, but right. I definitely wasn't drawn to them. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So um, anyway, recently, my na- my parents' neighbor had a pit, but he passed not too long ago. Well, they got a new pit puppy recently. Uh-huh. And um, apparently at some point not too long ago, my son met the, the puppy okay. and she gave him kisses. So mm-hmm. it was like, fine, whatever. And I'm just like, okay, well, hmm, okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Trying to be, you know, open-minded and right. whatever. So the other day I came home and I picked up my son from from my from my parents house cuz my mom watches him. And the neighbor came out with his dog. And my son was like, "Can I see the puppy?" And I said, "Well, you don't just approach the puppy. You have to ask if it's okay." And so so my son asked the the dog owner, "Can I see the puppy?" And he said, "Yeah, just be pre- be prepared to get kisses." And so I'm like, "Okay, well, they, you know, I knew that my son had already met this dog and um, I was like, okay, I'm, I'm, I've got to be open-minded. This guy is clearly a responsible dog owner. He's got his dog on a leash. Right. He knows that his dog is friendly, whatever. So, um, I trusted in that. Right. So my son walks up to the dog with, with the owner's permission and I walk up with him because I, you know kind of want to get a feel for the dog too right. or whatever. So the, the dog is, you know, there and he touches the dog's side and the dog is fine and he turns, excuse me, the dog is a girl, she turns towards my son and I'm like kneeling down right next to my son and I, I'm kind of like petting her chin or whatever uh-huh. and um, I notice the posture change for a moment. Of oh, the dog. Yeah. Okay. And so I think... And it all happened so fast, but I, I saw her hair stand up a little bit and I got this weird vibe because you, you know, I'm comfortable with dogs. I know dogs. You can kind of tell when there's something. Okay. And I heard a little growl and I think at the exact same moment, I'm like, okay. And she attacks my son. You're joking. She like lunged at him and they were probably like, and my son wasn't even touching her at this time. And, um, he wasn't even, he had his hands crossed in front of him. He wasn't even touching the dog at this moment. He had touched her side like a, like probably 10 seconds prior, but she just turned and got close to him and she lunged at him. Oh my goodness. And he falls. Well,
1: I, Push it all happened so fast. I, yeah, I,
0: I don't know if I pushed my son, but I know the dog was wearing a harness with the owner holding oh, his yeah. leash. Uh-huh. I know. I, I believe That I grabbed the dog's collar or harness or something and yanked him away. Yeah, and my son fell backward. I don't know if I pushed my son too or not, Uh but they, you know, I pulled them apart. Yeah. The owner, my mom, told me later because she was outside when this happened, flung the dog like he flew backward so far that his leash fell off. Uh huh. Because he was trying to yank dog back. Right. And my son starts screaming. So I'm like, oh my God, did he get his face? You yeah. know, I didn't know what happened. So we I just seen him picked yet. him up. Uh-huh. I was just trying to get the dog off him at yeah. this point. Yeah. So I pick him up, and I see his face, and he's fine. And I'm like, oh my God. But he's freaking out, and I'm hoping... I'm like, okay, he's fine, he's fine. And then I noticed his arm was... Like, he was holding his arm weird. And so my, I think my dad noticed it or something. And so I... I basically, once I picked him up, I walked away and I sat down on the porch in a chair. Like, my shoe even fell off. It was on the sidewalk out there. You're holding him on the porch in the chair? Yeah. Okay. And he's just screaming still. And I'm, like, holding him. And my my dad noticed that his arm was... He was holding his arm weird. It just looked funny. So, um, I took his shirt off. I don't know if I took his shirt off on the porch or if I took him inside. But I took his shirt off. It was outside, I think. Or I lifted his sleeve or something. And there was like a scratch, Lies. a scratch on his shoulder and like a, a little spot, you know, where their are canines, the yes. pointy, the pointy, yes. teeth, you saw like a little spot. It hadn't broken the skin, but there was like a little spot where the dog had latched on. Well, clearly didn't latch because pits, when they latch, they don't let go. Uh uh-huh. That's, that's part of why, you know, they're, that's just the breed, right? Okay. They have like these jaws that will just latch onto something and okay. not let go. So, we believe it was probably a fear bite. She got nervous for whatever reason, even though you know my son didn't do anything. But kids are unpredictable, and I think dogs know that. So the dog got nervous. So she wasn't trying to really attack my son, I think. But anyway, so he had like a little bit of a scratch, um, and a bite mark, a bite mark, but it didn't break the skin. Yeah. So of course the owner's freaking out because he feels.
1: As he should, to be and honest. he's a. Res- yeah.
0: They are responsible dog owners, yeah. and dogs can be unpredictable. I don't care what the breed is; it's just that pits tend to. They have a bad reputation, first of all, but they also have those jaws. Whereas, if they want to bite you, they're going to bite you, and mm-hmm. they are going to get you good. Uh-huh. So that is what, what what terrified me, right? So, you know, my son cried for probably thirty minutes, freaking out. And so um, it was really traumatic for for me. And it's funny because I was totally composed the whole time. I was just holding him, and he was crying. And I finally, you know, after 30 minutes, got him calm. He never wants... That kid never wants to snuggle. (laughs) He didn't want to go see Grandma. Mm -hmm. He didn't want to leave my arms. And so it was just, you know, it was really sad. And it just... After... The thirty minutes, and he finally calmed down, and I could like register what happened when yeah. I was no longer in like mama bear mode or whatever, yeah. trying to protect my little baby. I just fell apart, you know, because like everything in me says, don't do it, don't go to pits, don't don't approach pits. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I've had an experience with them before. Guys, right. know uh, that wasn't pleasant. Right. Um, they're unpredictable dogs. Uh-huh. I had a chow. For years. Uh-huh. They're also known as aggressive breeds. And I can tell you now that if she was still around when my son was born, she would have probably bitten them. Really? Yeah. You know, it's it's funny, and this is not to discount
1: your story at all. When I met my husband, he had a dog, a pit bull, um, and he was Brundle. So beautiful. And I think I've told you this before. I find that pits are The most beautiful dogs to me.
0: They're very sleek.
1: Uh, yeah, they're just they're just gorgeous. Anyway, he had a pet named Kaiser, and um, Kaiser was a big dog. Kaiser was a big dog. Like when Kaiser stood up on his hind legs, he was taller than I was. Um, so he was a big dog, but literally thought he was a small dog. Yeah. We ha- He also, my husband also had like this little, I don't know what it was. It's one of those dogs that are super, super tiny and it looks like a mop was just thrown on top of them. Mm-hmm. They just look really ragged and weird. I don't know what the type of dog was. Um, <laughs> her name or his name was Shakur. And they used to be best buddies. Yeah. They used to just hang around together. And Shakur, the little tiny mop dog, was like the aggressor. Mm -hmm. and would always like shame Kaiser into like into submission
0: (laughs) no I love when I see little dogs do that oh absolutely
1: like Shakur ruled the backyard well they were in the backyard too um Shakur ruled the backyard and Kaiser only moved where Shakur allowed him to and so that's been my exposure to pit bulls, right? Mm-hmm. And so I always think of them as these really dopey dogs. Yeah. I know they have a reputation. I I know that people think that pits are scary and that pits are aggressive because they probably are in some instances. My experience, my lens, they're just dopey dogs. You yeah. don't
0: know right. But and and I, I agree that there are you know, there's good and bad dogs Absolutely. of every breed. Like
1: people? Oh exactly yeah. just like people. Yeah.
0: But you know, when it's hard to Communicate with the dog, you know. Right. They're unpredictable, especially with a young child. Now, like I might walk up to a pit, still a little bit guarded, uh-huh. but I still would. I probably would have walked up to their dog uh-huh. without being at all concerned. But you know, Your my son was my, my instincts were to make sure that my son was okay, and so like I was still you know there, but I just beat myself up. Why did I let him go near this dog? Hmm. You know, but um. I don't know. Like, I know that there are good and bad dogs of every breed. Um, but when it comes to my child, I think, what? you know. That's not a joke. That's not a joke. <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, that dog could have bit his arm off if, he, if she wanted to,
1: you know. Absolutely. I think, you know, we you and I have talked about on several occasions the fact that we should follow our instincts.
0: <laughs> yeah. I actually thought of that after the fact. That's why I wanted to talk about this because... Um, like we're, we're, we talked about yeah. that, listening to our instincts, yes. and my instincts were telling me not to do, do it. it. But I thought these people—they're you know—they're not going to let their dog attack, and they—they they the did, they they, they they did. They trust. Yeah, they tried. Best, yeah, you know. But
1: the the dog is a dog, and right. like I mean, I've seen <laughs> I've seen people or owners rather with their dogs were the owner is trying its best to have control of this being of this you know this animal. But these things are strong. They are. Like, super strong. And all they need to do is, like, dig in their hinds and, like, push against you. And you have a hard time. So I I totally understand that he was trying to keep the dog away from your child. And he flung the dog. And he did all he could. But I wonder, this is not a blame game at all. Why did you do it?
0: Because I don't want to have that feeling. Mm-hmm. I want. Well to, you don't want him
1: to have that feeling, or is it more
0: you? Probably both. Uh-huh. I don't want mm-hmm. my son to walk around in fear of mm-hmm. anything. I want right. him to be open minded about life in general. Right. You know what I mean. Right. Yeah. And so I have just like you know I think I don't know if we've ever talked about it on the podcast. I can't remember, but our fear we have our fear of heights. Right. Yes. Going on um, the eye, the yes. London Eye, or mm-hmm. going on a high balcony. Right. Gives me so much anxiety, but you know,
1: when my, when it to comes it. to my
0: son, yeah, I can't let I can't project that fear right. on him because that's not fair. He needs right. to determine what he is okay with, not what I, I can't force my fears on him. I don't want you him can. to. Happen. I don't you, want to. No, right? Yeah, but
1: you know, you see, <laughs> it's funny you say that because I think that is such an important way to be. Yes. I do it. I do it with my nieces and nephews. I project my fears onto them and tell them, "No, no, no! Don't do that, or you're gonna fall." Or, and I think it um, it gives them nerves. And when I say nerves, yeah. I mean like not the good nerve, not like they have the nerve to do something. It makes the them bad. Yeah, yeah, they make makes them nervous individuals. Mm-hmm. And I think, I mean, that's from my perspective as an aunt, but I I see parents do it all the time. Yeah, they do. Kind of project their fears onto onto these onto these children, and the truth of the matter is, some fears they need to have. Like, mm-hmm. I'm gonna need you to not touch the stove, right? At all. That's 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 a reasonable um, education that that a child doesn't need to learn on their own, right? But the I'm talking about the fears of the um, the don't go theirs and the and the. Put, I know for a fact that. If I see a dog, tiny, big, whatever, I think, and I think even my sisters have have put this into their children, you know. And that's not okay because now, even the 10 year old, any dog, super like, super standoffish, which isn't necessarily a healthy way to be because animals in general are not scary you right. know what I'm saying? Right. But that was our projection that we gave to them. Yeah. So now look what has come out of that. You know what I'm yeah. saying?
0: Yeah. So I think now my son has a little bit of a fear of dogs. Wait, you have a dog. I know. Of your dog too? A little bit. So ah. she makes, you know, dogs make little grunty sounds every once in a while. And he was next to her. I think I, I was sitting on the couch and my dog was laying next to me. And she was rolled on her back, so I was rubbing her belly. And she and he was, like, saying, can I touch the puppy? And he was much more guarded. But he was trying to... I could see he was trying to overcome it. Mm-hmm. He's just like, tap. Hee, mm-hmm, <laughs> tap. Mm-hmm. And she kind of grunted, not growled. And he goes, she's going to bite me. And I'm like, yeah. she's not going to bite you. And PTSD. so... Seriously. No, and for real. I, I know. It's really sad because... Um, and the neighbor who felt terrible came over and checked on him twice that night while I was still at my parents' house. And then that night his wife or girlfriend, I'm not sure which, if they are married or not, but brought over a toy for him, for my son, um, because they just felt so bad. They even checked on him the next day. And when he came over the next day, um, he told, he told my son, if I'll hold the puppy really tight, so you can pet her. And he said, okay. And then he left. And he said to his grandma, I don't want to pet the puppy because she'll bite me. Jeez. And she said, it's okay. You don't have to pet the puppy.
1: Jeez. And I don't want him to pet the puppy. I no. don't care how
0: tight the owner holds him. Yeah. That, you know, you that have, over. Yeah. that's over. Yeah. That's There's And the reality is, is if you don't like someone... You don't have to be friends with them, right? And so it's the same with animals. Mm -hmm. You know, I I think for whatever reason, as much as I love animals, you know, there are some that I'm not going to like and I don't, I shouldn't have to like them. I shouldn't have to like you if, Mm -hmm. you know, like why should I, you know, it doesn't mean I have to be hateful towards you or anything, but I don't have to have this fondness for you. There's no reason for me to have a fondness for someone if there's a reason for me not to. And so I'm not going to force my son to grow a fondness for this dog and nor should he force his dog to have a fondness for my son. That's not appropriate on either side. Oh, is that what you think he's doing? No, but I think ultimately what he's trying to do is to make my son feel better and make my son feel okay with the dog and not Mm -hmm. feel terrified every time he sees her. Mm -hmm. But it's also doing a disservice to the dog, I think, by holding her down and letting this child pet her. Because if somebody held me down, Right. just so that somebody could walk up to me and give me a hug, that's not appropriate, right. and the same goes for dogs or any animal for that matter. You shouldn't, you shouldn't force that, in my opinion. No. So, kidding. but I, I get, the, I get the reasoning behind it. This guy feels so bad, and so you know, and we're not mad at him. He did everything he could. Dogs are just unpredictable, but I'm still, I think I'm. You're done. I'm done with this, for sure. Like, I think that my guard will continue to be up because I can't get out of my head what could have potentially happened to my son. (laughs) ¶¶
1: People who can work myself into thinking an irrational thought is completely rational, <laughs> completely. So, um, when I was really young, I was given the opportunity to be kind of like the house guardian in my I know what does
0: that mean I know. <laughs> <laughs> how, how cowardly were the rest of your family no, members? For real. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about young I'm
1: like maybe like 14 or 15 right for some somehow I don't know how it came to be but I became the like the person who was meant to make sure that the house was locked up before we went to bed So I would have to go around and make sure that the windows were all locked and the doors were all locked. I legit don't know how this became my responsibility, but everybody knew it was my responsibility. And this was right around the time that Sammy Sosa, the baseball player, Mm -hmm. I really don't follow baseball and I don't know baseball at all. But Sammy Sosa was like really popular at that that time. And so I, (laughs) in my house. In a very safe neighborhood. But in my house full of people. Somehow, like, my dad was in construction. So my dad had, like, all these spare materials. I got a PVC pipe. (laughs) I'm not joking. (laughs) Name that bad boy Sammy Sosa. (laughs) And I used to go around the house on my closing up duty carrying Sammy Sosa. And I promise you, no, this is legit a true story. I'm not joking. I used to walk around and check the windows carrying Sammy with me. And I used to be like, if somebody comes after me, I'm going to beat them with Sammy Sosa. I'm not joking. I'm so serious. And that became my thing. And then I used to go, let's, let's be clear. Nobody was coming to bother us. But then I used to go in my room with Sammy and put Sammy right under my bed. So if I needed him in the middle of the night, Sammy would be with me.
0: What what drove you to uh, get Sammy in the first place? I was on guard duty. I, need, I don't know. I needed a weapon. <laughs> I
1: don't know. And let me be clear. Our house was probably like 2,400 square feet. It wasn't huge. It was just like a standard whatever house. But like. It was my job to protect the family while I was on my close up duty, but that behavior has carried through to like my adulthood. Yeah. I used to live alone, right? And um I used to have this thing where I I would just like to be able to go to sleep. I I don't like I don't I don't have like an actual weapon, but I would have to put like This is going to sound nuts. I would have to... (laughs) (laughs) Have you ever watched Kill Bill? Yes. Okay. You know in Kill Bill, they have those swords, Uh right? And the swords have names, right? Yeah. And one of the swords was named Hattori Hanzo. Okay, I'm jacking up the name, but I used to have this like kitchen knife that I used to sleep with under my pillow and I named it Hatori Hanso just in case the killer came for me. So that's, do you ever cut, did you ever cut yourself? Like fun I fact, mean. I did one time, <laughs> it wasn't bad or anything like that. I just grazed my hand, but it was the only way I could go to sleep. Wow. That's, and you know what's funny? It's like I know that if push came to shove, I would have no clue what to do with it. No, <laughs> seriously. But it was the only way I could go to sleep. Let's say I forgot it, you know, like I put it away. I would get up in the middle of the night and go get it.
0: Did you put it back in the kitchen every morning? Yeah. Really? I oh, it didn't just out. stay under the no. pillow. You actually put it away yeah. every day when yeah. you got up yeah. and then you would go put it back upstairs or take it back Upstairs, whatever where yeah. your bedroom was, yeah. um,
1: and then I'd go to sleep. And if like I was so tired and I got home and I
0: forgot, I'd wake up and be like, "Oh, Tony!" and I'd have to go get him. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so since since it has a name, was it? always the exact same night it
1: was absolutely the same night yeah 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 Yeah.
0: Yeah. wow that's interesting
1: never you never had anything like just like one of those irrational thoughts that just became so real to you
0: never oh okay just kidding (laughs) um yeah yeah i this is when i was a small child this just popped in my head Mm -hmm. i forgot about this actually um but uh, the house that i grew up in sometimes i would um so the bottom floor was like kitchen dining room living room and then the or family room and the upstairs was like a living room and the three bedrooms yeah and sometimes i would have to go upstairs to my mom's room for something i don't even know why i was going in there but i must have i must have seen like a vampire movie oh god <laughs> yes so i literally i would <laughs> my goodness what if the lights are out in their room uh huh if I would go in if I would go in their room I'm embarrassed oh, no
1: you gotta say it now you had to say it I would like tuck my chin and
0: tuck my so chin so that in, they wouldn't bite your neck are you serious my hands around my neck because your parents were vampires Parents weren't in there. I was oh, afraid a vampire was, so-
1: <laughs> that a vampire was in there. Oh my goodness. That is funny. So you would just walk around, hands around your neck. Thinking
0: that was going to save me. From the vampires. Yeah. Oh my God. And it was real, right? Oh, it was so real. I was terrified. God, I'm so embarrassed. It's funny how things pop back up in your mm-hmm. memory as you're talking through these
1: things. It's crazy, but it's like the mind is super powerful. Yeah. Like, for real. Like, in Mm -hmm. either one of my cases, if I didn't have my weapon of choice, I felt unsafe. Yeah. And, like, in my mind, I needed those things. And it was almost, you know, I really do feel, like, honestly, like, sometimes these irrational behaviors are just to get us through life. It's kind of like a coping mechanism. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, otherwise... Either we'd be bitten
0: by vampires or the killer would get us. Like, for real. Yeah. You know what's so funny, though, is I lived alone for several years. Yeah. I mean, I had a dog. Uh Uh-huh. Although she'd just lick an intruder to death. Mm -hmm. she She just loved everybody. But I never had a problem.
1: Unbothered.
0: Yeah. But after living with my husband for a while uh, he had to go on a work trip and he was gone for one night. Yeah. And I was terrified. And of it was course. so weird because like I had lived alone for, I think I lived alone for probably a good 10 years. Uh huh. And then we lived together for maybe three years
1: I'm telling and you. he
0: was gone one night and I was a nervous wreck. Like you,
1: uh, he's your security weird. blanket. He's, He's your hatori hanso. He is my
0: hatori hanso.
1: Yes, he was keeping you, whether it was overt or not. He
0: was keeping you safe. Yeah, but the reality is, I'm keeping him safe.
1: <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Do we,
0: I don't think the people know. The people need to know. The people don't need to know.
1: The people need to know. The people don't need to know. They can know. The people need to know. Okay, Um, let me, you know what, since you're shy, (laughs) let me put it out there. Your homegirl here, Miss Andy Anderson, is a black belt in ninjutsu? Jinjutsu. How do you say
0: it? (laughs) (laughs) Ninjutsu.
1: Ninjutsu. Mm -hmm. I've actually seen a video of this chick flipping a grown man over her back. And throwing him on the floor and letting him know, you don't mess with me.
0: (laughs) Fun fact, I did that to my husband on our second date. Oh, my word. That's how he knew he loved you. (laughs) yeah. That's how I went
1: over. (laughs) He was like, my protector.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my my God. God. But no, seriously, you are. I am. I'm out of practice, though, so.
1: Yeah, but you've said a number of times that, like, it's, what do you call it? Muscle
0: reflex? Muscle memory. Muscle memory. If it exists. I mean, I I do believe muscle memory exists, but I think, how long? You know, it's been a while since I've done any martial arts training, so I don't know how well I would do, but I I hope I don't really ever have to find out. Yeah, for sure. I think
1: you told me one time. That the safest thing to do if you catch someone in an alley is to dead them in their eye. That, ooh, am I making this up?
0: No, I think, yeah, I think one of the things that I did learn is if you make eye contact with people and you acknowledge their existence, they're less likely to do something because then...
1: You can identify them or something.
0: And it makes them more aware that people see them. Right. So, I don't know, but... But that vampire? No, you wasn't dead to him. I wasn't, wasn't going to make eye contact with that vampire. No, what movie was second. this? I don't even know. This
1: don't is don't what know. I tell you all the time. Listen, I have a healthy fear of scary movies, okay? And I know I'm not built for them. That's a lie. Because I always want <laughs> to. I want to watch them, but I'm very aware that like, the mind space it leaves me in like anytime after I watch a scary movie, I have to like flush it out with like an hour or two of straight cartoons or something dumb, like just (laughs) super dumb because I think seriously, it's, you, you know, um, my mom or like we were raised into thinking like, and I do believe this, that the eyes are the windows to the soul. And so, and you know, some people say that more like to like read who you are and oh like I can, I can see so much of who you are. But it's like whatever you let your eyes, like whatever comes in through your eyes, it like affects you. And I do believe that. Yeah. And so I try as much as possible to fight the urge of watching scary movies. Now, let me be very clear that there's a difference to me between scary movies and like I what I call like spiritual movies. Right. So like your exorcist and your like those type of things i don't even play with i don't oh, play with those i was gonna those. say
0: those don't bother you no, no no no, 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 no. i don't
1: play with that gotcha. i don't play with that at all i don't there's no i'm talking about like signs and like um that's what that movie was called right signs that M Night Shyamalan movie <laughs> that's his name you didn't know that's his name that one, I, I, when the aliens were coming, I found that scary. It took me a while. So
0: his movies do freak me mm-hmm. out. I like those types of movies, though. Mm-hmm. They mess with me, but I love them.
1: Me, too. See, yeah. I want to watch them, but I can't handle it. Like, The yeah. Village... The, he he did a movie, it's called The Village. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. where, where there's like this monster, if you go outside of the village, that scares you. Not going to ruin it for anybody. But like those type of things I want to watch, but I know I can't handle it. So what I end up having to do is if I want to watch like a scary movie, I have to watch it at like 8 o'clock in the morning.
0: Right. Then I have, have the day. yeah, yeah. yeah. I just want to note that there's a lot of times movies are referenced, and if anybody hasn't already noticed, I don't remember names of any movie. I haven't seen a ton of movies either, so just forgive me when I don't know what movies what.
1: It's like when we were doing the nursery rhymes, and our coworker was like to me, "You don't know no nursery rhymes," and I said, "I know, (laughs) I know." So I'm nursery rhymes, your movies.
0: Definitely movies.
1: We balance each other out. but the mind is strange and it's weird and it's powerful and it makes you do all these these irrational things yeah yeah
0: just a few minutes ago about how I always seem to be surprised at how long we talk (laughs) Mm -hmm. and you're not.
1: No, because we talk a lot. Like, we can talk for days.
0: And it's so easy. Yeah. So, but do do you ever find yourself in a situation where you're at a loss for words or there's people trying to have a conversation and you feel like you're supposed to be contributing and you got nothing. You have nothing.
1: nothing. Oh, absolutely. Like I, that
0: happens to me a lot. And so I'm always amazed at how much we talk where we can record it. Yeah. And it's actually content? Yeah.
1: Well, I think the difference is, you know, this this gentleman I work with, Gentleman. he's like a child. He's like twelve years old. <laughs> That's rude. He's a he's a working individual, but whatever. This 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 individual said to me um one time that people his age, I think he's like 24 or 25, uh-huh. don't know how to hold a conversation because all they know how to do is operate in 42 characters, which I think meant Twitter. Yeah. Is that correct? 142 characters? Something like that know. he said. I think said. it's like
0: 240 characters or something. I don't do know, you know see? is. I'm not on yeah. Twitter.
1: This is the point. Yeah. And so I think sometimes even people who are not necessarily from this, is this the millennial generation? Whatever. What is No, I'm a millennial, you said.
0: You're a millennial. So yet. what is the
1: generation that that's coming up right now? I don't
0: know what they're called. Okay. I don't know if they have a name yet.
1: We'll call them millennials. So like if this not even just people in this millennial generation but the people who bought into the millennial generation because there are a number of people who are grown acting like acting like they're like they are children. <laughs> Um, Oh, Sorry, what? (laughs) And so I feel like they don't know how to operate or to hold conversations. Whereas I think, one, you and I are so concerned about what's happening out in the world. Like, we're both very eager to understand what's happening out there. That it's very easy to have a conversation. Also, we don't necessarily um subscribe to the 142 slash 240 character rule yeah so i think it makes it easier no or do you have a different philosophy
0: well, yeah i agree with you but i'm saying you know we can do this like we've been you know we can talk yeah for a long time i'm gonna go home at the end of the day and be like you know my it was fine
1: yeah, Because I'm
0: like, I don't know uh-huh. if it's just because by the time I get home from work, I'm You're worn out, and I don't really, yeah. because typically what happens is, you know, I'll get home. My husband will say, how was your day? I'll say it was fine. And then I leave it at that. But then like an hour later, I'll say, oh my gosh, you know what happened today? But like when I got home and he asked me that, I didn't even think about that.
1: Okay.
0: So it's just, I'm just curious how you and I can sit and talk for hours it feels like Uh uh-huh and it doesn't feel like it Uh uh-huh and then there's other situations where I feel like I'm struggling for things to talk about okay
1: I have two things to say to you and I don't know if they are at all related but I'm gonna say them both one you are I know are an introvert. So I think sometimes when you're coming home from work and you spend all day entertaining these people at work by answering their questions and holding meetings and having to be like on some level forced into extroversion, yes. you need yes. a minute, man. Yeah. Like even just now, right? We, we started recording earlier, um, this evening, but I know before we started recording, I had to have a minute To myself like I needed a minute to chat to just kind of recharge Naya and get me back into fighting mode if that makes sense right Mm -hmm. like ready to just like deal with the world so I think well I'm posing that to you one do you think that has um any effect and then the other thing is, is I remember you used to tell me you did this and I think it's maybe your family does this, and I thought it was really cool that you guys almost hoard your conversations until dinner time.
0: Oh, my husband's family does that. Yes! Yeah, so, yeah there were, there was a brief period when I first moved down here to Florida that we stayed at his parents' house uh-huh. until we got our own place.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Um, and after work, you know, we would all have dinner. Together, and if say my husband and I were home, before, and you know, together before dinner time, he would say, "Oh, I have a great story to tell you," and I'm like, "Oh, what happened?" and he'd be like, "I don't want to ruin it. I'll tell you at dinner so everybody can hear." Mm-hmm. And so I was just like, "Oh, wow, that's cool." That is a really cool I concept. Loved that yeah, you know, it's funny because living with my in laws, like that was the coolest thing ever. Because mm-hmm. I mean, it was a brief period. But I mean, it was so wonderful for so many reasons. Yeah. One, the conversations, like the dinner time conversations, because I hadn't done that since I was a kid. Right. And two, coming home to dinner being what? Was <laughs> <laughs> and you didn't even have to do the cooking. I didn't do anything. Yeah. I got home. The dinner, the dinner table was set. You know, it, it, and I just sat down and we ate. Uh huh. You know, I I think I washed the dishes or something, but. But that was, you know, that was it. It was amazing. So, but yeah, they they held on to it. But for me, I don't know if I've got like ADHD or something. Yeah. But like something interesting will happen. I can't wait until the end of the day because I'm afraid I'll forget. So right. I'll be like texting my husband, <laughs> OMG, oh, uh-huh. what just happened? And then I have nothing to talk about because I shared it all. All do the text day. All Yeah.
1: Day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I and I know I do this to you quite a bit, and I know you hate it. Wow. I'll say remind me to tell you about this, oh, yeah. and you I do that every time. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, yeah, you do no, well, <laughs> you do this thing where you're like you can't you can't just tell me to to remind. No, what do you say? Oh, you leave me hanging. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and you hate that. I do hate that. But it's the, it's kind of not intentionally, but it's kind of my way of hoarding the conversation yeah. with. With still giving enough information so that I'll remember. Right. It's like document. It's like time, not time stamping, but it's like, it gives me something to remember that I want to tell you something. Yeah. But it keeps it so that when we're together... We can share it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I do find that there's so much more value in conversations face to face. And I think what? you and I yes. experienced that when yes. we were doing our recordings over the phone. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, you know, while we enjoyed talking to each other, it was, it's so much better doing it this way. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I don't know. Like, it's just, I don't know. That whole thing about remind me later that drives me into I know. I can't. Stay I know, it. But, <laughs> but that is that is a good strategy to remember, but then to be able to save it to have something to talk mm-hmm. about when we're together. Mm-hmm. Let me try that with my husband. Just because, like, I I hate that I get home and I've told him everything throughout the day. Right. The so there's attacks. nothing to catch up on. Yeah, and I, you know, I've had instances where I'll be like, I don't want to text him. Because I want to be able to tell him this in right. person. I want to see his reaction. Right. Or whatever, you know. But then I'm just like, but I can't stand it. <laughs> I'm afraid I'll forget. So, um, I think I'm going to try that. You
1: should. Because I remember when you... I mean, not that I ever had the opportunity to put it into practice. But I just think it's really special when you can... Uh, um, like, you know, like how you guys had that shared dinner conversation where you can have that, um, that coming home time to really share your day and kind of unload to the other person and the other person can unload. And it's almost like they've been a part of your entire day. I think that's really special in yeah. a way. And I think sometimes, you know, we talk about technology so much and how it kind of distances us from even though it brings us so close to one another, it, it also creates somewhat of a distance. And I and I think because we have all these immediate snips, immediate gratification, but they're in snippet form, yeah. and we don't really have the opportunity to expand on it. But then the moment's gone, right? So you you don't ever you don't really return to that topic. I think it's almost like it makes those conversations very fleeting where I think back in the day, you know, in our parents' time or whatever, when they used to come home, there was more to share because you weren't just burning these, these, what could have turned into gem of a conversation, you know?
0: Yeah, for sure. You know, it's funny. We, um, we intentionally do this with my son in the evenings. Like we don't, we tried to start eating dinner at the same time as him, but it just doesn't really work out. But we do sit down at the table with him while uh-huh. he eats his dinner. And, you know, we talk. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we talk to him and we ask him how his day was. And granted, he probably doesn't really remember. He usually just says, I played. Or, I jumped in the balls. And I, you know, you know, I swung on the swing or whatever. And like, so, but we'll ask him questions. And so, like, we're trying to incorporate Cultivate, that, Yeah. Know. And so I'm hoping that that's something we can keep up with. Because I do think it's important. Absolutely. Hopefully. I just need to try to keep my stories. Hold on to mine. Yeah. For the end of the day, too, so that I can share.
1: All you can say during the day is, I love you. I'm thinking about you. That's it. You're restricted. That's it. (laughs) And then you keep all of your... Thoughtful. Maybe
0: should I just keep a sticky note of yeah. all things that happened in the day? And
1: then take it home with you. Yeah. I think it's really important to foster this is turning into like <laughs> what is her name? Doctor. I don't know, but she's like a love doctor. But I really do think it's important. Um, you know, there's so many couples I see, honestly, that I've had witness to that. As your relationship goes on, they don't know how to talk to each other anymore. You know, yeah. either because life gets in the way or whatever. I think it's really important that, you know, each one of us makes the effort to to kind of cherish those moments, you know. Because, like, it's everything's a memory created, I feel.
0: Yeah. Do you remember, do you have memories of your texts?
1: So, my texts during the day really are... I love you. I'm thinking, <laughs> <I'm> thinking <laughs> of you. And you know, but but I think that's what also like and I think I've told you this before, like me and my husband, we can seriously talk for hours, like hours on end. Um and I feel like because you know, like I'm so busy during the day and he's so busy in the day, that most of our texts really are just that, you know, the I'm thinking of you or I love you or um, it might be um, like we have some really, <laughs> some really dumb inside jokes. Yeah. Like we both love this movie called No Country for Old Men. Uh-huh. Like, have you seen that movie? I don't know. It's Oh, it's so good. It's a Coen Brothers movie. But anyway. One of the character's names is Llewellyn, Mm -hmm. and his wife's name is, um, I think it's Norma Jean. I can't remember what what the wife's name is, but um, sometimes I'll text him and I'll be like, Llewellyn, are you hurt? Which is a line from the movie. She goes, Llewellyn, are you hurt? And so sometimes I'll just text that to him, or he'll like... He'll say something like, you got me in a jackpot, which is another line from the movie. And so like, we'll do dumb things like that, but then we still have all of our conversation pieces where I can tell him about what this reject at work did or that reject at work <laughs> did. And he could tell me about his day. Um, but, but yeah, I, I, I honestly look forward to when we have our conversations because they're just so full to
0: me. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for joining us. We're your hosts, Andy Anderson and Nia Tain. If you like this episode, please follow us on Facebook and Twitter. At Shut the Door Podcast. You can also email us at shutthedoorpodcast@gmail.com. at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you and feature your questions or comments on our show. Until next time.